Hey everybody, thanks for clicking on this episode of Books and Stuff Podcast. Today we're going to be talking all things The Last Housewife by Ashley Winstead and I have a very special guest, one of my dear friends, Kelly, and we're going to be deep diving into this book. This is one of my favorite books of the year, if not my favorite book of the year, so it's going to be an exciting conversation. We had some audio issues because we used a different platform to record remotely, so hopefully it'll sound okay. I know that there's going to be bits that are a little uh, messed up, but I'm sorry about that. We did the best that we could. And also don't forget to rate and review this podcast, especially on Apple. It really helps the podcast grow. And we look forward to chatting with you over on Instagram and I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome back to books and stuff podcast. I'm Danielle. And today we do not have Zach with us, but I do have one of my favorite people in the world, one of my book besties, and I'm going to let her say her name say what kind of books she reads and everything um, after I give a little introduction of what this is going to be. So this is going to be a deep dive of The Last Housewife by Ashley Winstead. We both read this book. We buddy read this book. And then I was like, why don't we do a podcast on it? And she said that was fine. So I'm very excited. But before we get started, don't forget to rate and review this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. On any platform, we should be there. And we'd love a rating and review because it helps us grow and all that good stuff. So let me toss over to my guest and she can introduce herself, say her favorite books, and she'll say what she's currently reading and then I'll say what I'm currently reading. So you have the floor. Oh, hi. <laughs> uh, my name is Kelly, and Danielle and I met on Bookstagram many years ago. Yes. Um, and what I'm, I like to read thrillers and horror books, which I think we both just instantly connected on. We've read a lot of the same books, which is fun. Um, mm-hmm. I also like to read literary fiction and memoirs. I'm actually getting into that. Yeah, they're so super fun. It's much different. It's a different vibe, but still quality. Yeah. So <laughs> we actually met because her sister-in-law, technically, um, had a Bookstagram account. And I was talking with her back and forth for like a few months and stuff. And then Kelly, who we're talking with now, she entered a giveaway on my bookstagram and she actually won yes. the giveaway, which was not staged, but it just <laughs> happened and a beautiful friendship started from there. Yes. And the giveaway she won was like a Hunger Games book, which is so yeah. funny. The newest one. <laughs> you were so excited you won and I just yeah, found it never, so funny. <laughs> I literally never win anything. Like, <laughs> legit. And I was so pumped. And you were so nice, too. I tried so, to. What can I say? I was like, <laughs> um, this is a book bestie for life. Yeah. We literally <laughs> had a, a... We started talking on Instagram DMs. And then mm-hmm. we exchanged phone numbers. Because we were like, we're better than Instagram besties. We're like, let's and, take it to the next level. <laughs> yeah, we got to level up. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, we've been talking ever since. And we both are notorious for getting into reading slumps. And that's something we bond mm-hmm. over a lot. So. Yep. <laughs> but neither of us are slumping right now. So what are you currently reading? No. Uh, I am currently reading Crying in H Mart by Michelle Zahner. I think that's how you pronounce her name. But she's the lead singer for a band called Japanese Breakfast. Oh, wow. I don't know if you've heard them, but 
Mm. They are amazing. And I didn't realize she was their lead singer and I've been listening to them for a long time. So it made me like extra hyped to read it. Um, So it's her memoir about her life and um, it's just about growing up Korean American. Um, And very early on in the book, she talks about how she lost her mother um, and just that grieving process and how she copes with that by like going back to H Mart and like, you know, having a cry sesh there and just Mm -hmm. trying to like connect to her through food and it's just so far I haven't read very much into it yet but so far it's just a beautiful book and like uh just gets you right in the feels but it's also really funny it's just so well written so nice is this this is the book you've read after the last housewife yes so I'm currently reading it like now how's the transition been reading this book compared to that one because the last (laughs) housewife obviously we'll get into it is real dark it is it's like so um on goodreads it says it's a pitch black thriller and i think that is so fitting because it is dark Mm -hmm. (laughs) so it is nice to be able to read something a little bit lighter but it's still heavy material but just written in a different way so i guess i just like reading dark books <laughs> you're in your dark era yeah um, i am <laughs> okay so i went from the last housewife to a horror novella called when it rains which is what i talked about in the last podcast what i was currently reading i didn't like that novella but now i'm currently reading pumpkin heads by rainbow rowell and faith i don't know the last name faith hicks something like that And that's been a nice transition just because it's very lighthearted. It's fast because it's a graphic novel and it's like has a romance undertone to it, which is something I haven't read in a long time. And uh, yeah, it's been nice. You like reading romance too, right? I do like reading romance. I haven't read a romance book though in a long time. It's Mm -hmm. usually, I usually go towards romance if I'm in a thriller rut because I can fly through a romance book so quick and it's like they're easy reads there's nothing there's not a lot of substance to them so it's just kind of like the I usually go to romance if I need to get out of a slump yeah um but I'm not currently in a slump well actually we'll talk about it I (laughs) I don't know if I'm really in a slump but after reading this book I've been struggling, which we talked about before we started recording. I've been struggling Mm -hmm. to know what to read next because we can get into our ratings of this book. I gave this book five stars and it's possibly my favorite book of the year. It's definitely going to be in my top 10, no doubt. And it's definitely in my top three, but I've, I loved it so much. And I just keep thinking about the book. We read this together last week. And we're recording this on, what is it, like the 7th of September or something. And we finished this mm-hmm. um, last year, or last year, last week. And I just It feels like last year, though. I like, know. I just can't stop thinking about it. I can't stop thinking about it, which is my problem. I'm like, I don't know how to follow this up because I just keep thinking about this book. Even while I was reading those other two, I'm like, I missed the other book. I think this is a book that I would reread again, which is a little strange to say because it was so dark, but... I feel like it's something that I could definitely see revisiting down the line. Yeah, I agree. And like the subject matter, because like uh, trigger warning <laughs> uh, yeah. for literally so many things. So just right. like 
when you get ready to read it, just please be aware of that. Yeah, and she actually puts um, the trigger warnings right after the title page in the book. And she lists out, um, I'll show you, I'm technically on video with you. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, that's good. I really, really appreciate when authors do that because you want to mm-hmm. be in the right, right place when you're reading something like that. Yeah, like, it just feels just be ready for it. Yeah, right. it do- it feels very thoughtful and like that's something that we're seeing more often now, which is so great. Like, mm-hmm. love that. But like, it is such a dark, dark thriller. Um, yeah. But it just gives you so much to think about too. So I think like rereading it is something that I will do and I don't really reread books at all. Right, same. Yeah, but like this is one that just, it really got me. It did. And then, so we decided to buddy read this. What, why did we pick this book? I think I haven't read anything by Ashley Winstead before. Mm-hmm. And then were you the one who brought it up? Like you I did, read this yeah, book? because okay. I was like, trying to get out of my reading slump mm-hmm. right so I'm like hey have you read this book do you want to read it like if we read it together then like I'll be probably more motivated to read something yeah so and- I knew yeah I knew I wanted to read this book too but I didn't really know a whole lot about it before going into yeah. it like I hadn't read the inside flap or anything before going into sure. it so I actually I would read the trigger warnings but I would try and go into this book not knowing a whole lot besides knowing the trigger warnings and what you might be going into yeah um because I didn't know a whole lot and I was it kind of gave me more of a surprise like I didn't even know there's a podcast element or anything like that that I love that and I feel like we'll get into it (laughs) so well yeah okay good because I want to talk about that (laughs) okay let's get into the book now so like I said we're talking about the last housewife by Ashley mm-hmm. said, do you want to quickly pitch the book? Spoiler free. The first part of this podcast is going to be spoiler free, just in case you I... haven't read it. Or do you want me to give like an elevator pitch? I would love for you to do it. <laughs> I knew you were <laughs> going to say that. And that's why I didn't <laughs> offer it first. <laughs> okay. Lucky You're for you. You're so much more eloquent than me, so... Oh my gosh! Got we those co- details on lock. We have not talked in forever. If you think I'm eloquent, <laughs> okay. But I'll give a pitch. This is like if you're. It's an elevator pitch, so nice and quick. So you're following the main protagonist Shay, who goes undercover in a sex cult to get insight into what happened to her friend from college, her roommate Laurel, and she because Laurel died, and she found out about it through a podcast of a childhood friend and so she goes undercover in the sex cult and she's trying to figure out what happened to her how this happened to her and you're kind of she's retelling her story throughout the book too and that's told through like podcast segments and Mm -hmm. yeah that would be my elevator pitch it wasn't a great pitch but I feel like that gives the vibes it's so much more than that but it, it it really is, but I feel like if I heard that, I'd be like, ooh, cold. Ooh, like, I know. I will read that. Right. So, right away from the get go in this book, you're following Shay, obviously, and she's listening to her favorite podcast, which is called Transgressions, right? Mm-hmm. And it's her childhood best friend, Jamie, is the one who actually 
um, it's his podcast. And so she's listening to the podcast and he's basically talking about or the case he's covering is the case of Laurel, who was her college roommate and one of her best friends. And that's how she found out that her friend died. And so you're so she's finding out about this. And basically, Jamie's like, if if the girl who I met a long time ago is listening, the girl who's who Laurel, if you can reach out to me, I think that we can work together in like basically getting the details down in this case because mm-hmm. it was ruled a suicide, but he didn't believe that it was a suicide, and she didn't either because she didn't think that she would do that basically. And there were just like questionable elements about her death, so everything about this book is so thoughtful I feel like yeah so Laurel and Shay like I said were roommates in college and were best friends but they also had another best friend named Clem who so they were like a trio and they um Clem had actually committed suicide during their college years and so Laurel and Shay I, there's, I don't want to miss anything, and I'm trying so hard to, like, <laughs> not spoil anything at the beginning, because it's so hard to. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so basically, Jamie, They have a lot of history together. Yeah. The three women, Laurel, Clementine, and Shay. Yeah, so. they went through a lot during their college years. Mm-hmm. Like, the hardest parts of their life were kind of involved in their college years. And yeah. so... Shay is also on team. Like, I don't think that she would have committed suicide. So basically Mm -hmm. she does reach out to Jamie and is like, I'll meet up with you and let's go back to where I went to college because Shay's actually moved on from everything that happened in college. And she actually lives is married and lives in Texas with her husband. And so she's been far removed from everything that happened in her college years because they went to college college in New York. New York, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like yeah. upstate New York. So yeah. she's like, okay, I'll come to New York and let's, you know, revisit places that meant or that I could would envision like Laurel at or, you know, stuff like that. And we'll get to the bottom of it. So she goes to New York and her husband is kind of sucks. Not going to lie. Yeah, he is very or, wealthy. I was, I was not impressed by him, but right. I love how they... The, the author wrote him like that like I feel like for a purpose yeah know? right we'll so, get into Cal like, so right her name or her husband's name is Cal and he's very wealthy and so mm-hmm. she and she isn't working right what was her right. deal yeah she wasn't working she was like yeah I don't remember the reasons why but staying at home and like, kind of like yeah a housewife mm-hmm <laughs> Okay, so she leaves to go to New York to meet up with Jamie. And they start off by, I can't remember which one was first. They either went to where Laurel, or where they went to school, or where they went to, um, or where Laurel was living. They basically backtracked. So Jamie Mm -hmm. had actually had some of the, like, police documents of what happened to Laurel or what presumably happened to Laurel. And so that's like where their starting point was. And so they were like working their way backward. And they also went to the police station. Right. But Mm -hmm. the, 
And then the sheriff or the person that they spoke to was someone they went to college with as well, right? Um, he, the person who they dealt with was the um, police officer at the time that they had to deal with because mm-hmm. Laurel had gotten, mm-hmm. Laurel had an instance back when they were in college and that's kind of where it started where um, she had gotten drunk and gotten taken advantage of and um, yeah, they had gone to, and they reported yeah, it and mm-hmm. it didn't really go anywhere because the cops were like, well, you what were you wearing? Like, yeah. Basically victim blaming the whole time. So. Right. They were like, you were drunk. So you have no, we have no proof that this actually happened and all of that. So they kind of already knew when they had gone back to the police station and saw him there again, that he wasn't going to be any help because he wasn't in the past. And so that's kind of where they started. And they went to the school just to, I don't remember what they did at the school though. What were they looking for? I don't know if it was just like a like a memory trip like trying to or like she was showing like him a like where they went to school and everything yeah and then they went to where laura lived and they wanted to talk to what the landlord there to see you know like what her habits were what she was ever had anybody with her when she was there and the landlord basically was like oh she hasn't been staying here for a while but mm-hmm. um she's been paying her rent and everything so she's been on top of her payments but i haven't seen her in months or years like it was had been a while it was a long time and they were like shocked well right and we should say that shay and laurel didn't really stay in touch after college because mm-hmm. they basically after graduation they're like we're both gonna leave new york and like basically forget our past and they kind of yeah. lost touch so that's kind of weird like why Shay doesn't mm-hmm. remember a whole lot of what happened and anything in the after years because she wasn't really part of them. And so that's why she was surprised by everything. So yeah. they, like I said, they talked to the landlord and they're like, um, and she was like, yeah, she hasn't been staying here for a while. And then where do they go from there? I think like from there they're starting to go back to like her recollection of like he's starting to like interview her from her past too yeah and then they just kind of figure out that she needs to try and get back into that like um cult yeah but so basically shay is like unveiling her life through this book as well but also through podcast um like transcripts so jamie's interviewing Mm -hmm. shay and that's how you're trying to figure out more about their past and so shay was like well we were involved in this basically cult environment with our roommate rachel there was four of them clem laurel and then rachel was kind of like the Mm -hmm. oddball roommate and it was Mm -hmm. rachel who kind of brought them into the cult Rachel plays kind of, she's someone to remember. Um, But yeah. um, So she kind of brought them into the cult. She was the daughter of Don Draper, who is the person we all need to remember in this book and everything. Yeah. He did remind me of Don Draper. Like his name is Don, but like just how charismatic he was and how like, uh, 
easily he was able to manipulate them and yeah I was like wow this is really Don Draper I know I was reading him and so Don yeah he is just so captivating she wrote Mm -hmm. him to be so captivating and intriguing and I think that um, that was so well done because if we were disconnected with Don at all, then the book probably wouldn't have worked as well. But yeah. I think that I probably would have been easily influenced by Don at that time too, because I think back to my time um, when I was younger and everything, and I was like super lonely or whatever. And I think that I would have been easily enticed by the things that Don was offering. He has a mansion and he was taking care of them, but also mm-hmm. showed interest in their lives. Like just, yeah. You know, but he, he went about that it when, go ahead. Um, I was just going to say that's something that like when you're a lonely person, like they specifically target those people out because they right. know like, the easiest way is to just show interest like a little bit of interest goes like miles so and his whole goal was to like make them a better person and to teach them lessons and they quote unquote (laughs) right and so and he would obviously there was a sex it was a sex cult and so he would Mm -hmm. take advantage of them and they would but they really liked it they all all three of them Clem not as much they all enjoyed the pain because it was coming from Don and they were so attracted to him and what he was offering and what he was selling basically. And Don is just so warped. He's so, um, it was and it's like one of those effortless. Things where, like, it just starts out small and he just kept like increasing the game to where it didn't feel like it was like that much of a step forward for them to do something even worse or like well right him even more well right and he was so enticing and they it started as them just like rachel's like oh do you want to come have dinner with my dad and they would they would like all hang out at don's place like every so often but then it became a point where they full-on lived at the mansion and they like weren't allowed to leave and um rachel was very much so um like playing the role of basically like keeping them there. And she was like his right-hand man and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Shay was reliving all of these memories and telling Jamie about everything that was happening so he could get in- more insight into what was going on. And so they eventually, the two of them stumble upon, um, or they had gotten the clue that Laurel had, be- had gone to this one bar like several times or something and underneath the bar was uh a club i guess technically yeah like a speakeasy they called it a club but it was more of like i don't know like an underground like sex thing yeah so (laughs) and then through there they met a girl named nicole which I'm going to talk about mm-hmm. Nicole a little bit later because I think she's a standout character to me and I'll mm-hmm. explain my reason why. I think she's one of my favorite characters in the book. But um, oh. Nicole tells her about this um, sex cult, essentially. And she, like, talks it up and everything. And Shay mm-hmm. is convinced that this is where 
Laurel, like the next move is like Laurel definitely would have joined this. And so through Nicole, she's getting like hints and um, inside details, but Nicole doesn't realize that's what she's giving her. And Shay ultimately agrees to go like check this place out just because she wants to get Mm -hmm. the next step further. And you basically like need an invite to join it. And so, so Nicole was her ticket to get that. Yeah, and it's, like, at another mansion. Like, it's just very... Everything um, is very fancy, elegant. Yeah. And... Like, it's this very reminiscent of Dawn. She's like, this seems like something, like, that would be connected. Right. So, basically, like, the head honcho of... Or, Nicole was telling her about... Had Nicole talked to her about the philosopher at that time? Not yet. I okay. don't think. So... She like I said, she goes to this underground club, and then that was her ticket to get to the next place, which is like the mansion, which was an off the grid, very, very bougie mansion that um, Shay had ultimately gone to. She kind of snuck into it just to mm-hmm. see what was going on, and she realized that it was a cult, and she, that's when she kind of thought that Don would be was kind of the mastermind behind this because things that she was witnessing happening felt very close to home for her. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was interesting. I think it's like cults are so fascinating and especially ones like this where it's like there's like a father figure and like everyone is so submissive to him. It's like just very interesting yeah, it's like the patriarchy, but like on a whole nother level. Well, yeah, the patriarchy is definitely a conversation piece in this book, but also mm-hmm. um, consent is and beauty yes. is. They talk a lot about beauty yes. and how Shay is trying to find her. I wanted to get like an actual. Um, I had written down somewhere what I wanted to say about beauty, but Shay is trying to figure out like her beauty essentially because it's basically she was taught that beauty will get you will give you more power by don he like told her that like he kept saying like oh if you were blonde you'd be more beautiful and stuff like that which is disgusting but um, it is but it's like that's his standard of beauty and like yeah i feel like he's also using that as a way to control them yeah so it's all like there's just so many layers it's so calculated. He was yeah. so calculated. Yeah. Okay, so let's move back to the timeline. We just talked about how she snuck into this mansion that Nicole had given their, her the address to. And she basically witnesses, like, the cult in action. And is like, oh, this feels very Dawn. And so she's kind of... That was her first um, kind of moment where she realized Dawn could be behind this. Mm-hmm. And she actually, like, gets caught there, but Nicole was like, oh, she's with me. And you'll, you kind of keep, that kind of keeps happening throughout the book. Like, Nicole mm-hmm. keeps saving her from mm-hmm. basically getting kicked out, so. Which I feel like is a interesting thing, that, like, theme, I guess, that keeps reoccurring. Because Nicole's putting her life on the line, essentially. Yeah. But I keep saving yeah, her. Yeah, she's risking a lot. Yeah. yeah. 
to save her. Because the cult is very, very strict and like Mm -hmm. very private, obviously. And so if you mess up once, you're tortured, essentially. Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah, because the, the... Was it the first time she came in or a few times after that someone had did something wrong and mm-hmm. she witnessed that happening? Like, yeah, that person did something out of line and they were... Uh, what's the word? Like... She saw what happened to them when yeah when that happened. So okay, so also we should mention that Nicole, I think that you you find out later in the book she is kind of skeptical about everything going on, but also she just wants to keep moving up. So the reason yes. why you find out that the reason why she was even at that um, like underground. Um, uh, club I guess we'll keep calling it is because basically in for the cult you have to bring a new person back and you basically mm-hmm. get rewarded for that and so Nicole's mission missionary work yeah so Nicole's <laughs> mission was to basically make it to the hilltop she had told Shay that that was her goal and the hilltop was basically where like what like the you get to meet the philosopher basically mm-hmm. finally you keep hearing yep. about the philosopher, but you don't ever come in contact with him until you make it to the hilltop. Because he's so elite, like yeah, it's, it, it would be such an honor to meet right. this person, right? That's given you so much, right? And so that's her goal. And also, she she had mentioned that her um, her pater—that's what they call him. The, it's a uh, pater society. So I listened to the audiobook, and they pronounce it pater pater oh yeah i read it physically i was like is this like a fancy word for potter but it sounds like pater pater okay i guess we'll call it yeah. pater okay because i was so... gonna ask you i meant to ask you like how it was written in the book because i did the audiobook and you did the physical copy yeah it was p-a-t-e-r so i read it as pater okay i would pater. too yeah okay so pater i guess we'll call it yeah. we'll get fancy <laughs> So right? basically, um, she kind of, Nicole was saying how the different paters in this society, which there's a ton of them, and they're all masks, mm-hmm. so you don't know what they look like or anything about them, mm-hmm. really. Except um, you don't have even their name, right? I don't think so. So Nicole was saying how everyone kind of has a pater. I, I, I'm gonna... It's like their own like little cult daddy basically basically and so he was paying for her schooling right mm-hmm. and he so was taking care of her like financially supporting her so she's like i'm not gonna leave this situation right and that's what it seems like a lot of them are in it for basically they're getting mm-hmm. their whole life paid for essentially by being in yeah. this but you're also and they have to give them some sort of a motivation to like yeah stay there and right that is a great motivation for someone that is lonely and like not financially stable exactly um and so i just i found nicole super interesting like she Mm -hmm. you can tell and there was something that she said later in the book that i guess i can get to more at the end but she was so she had some great quotes that i'll kind of like i said i'll talk about later but basically like i said she's Shay's golden ticket to keep moving more details because Nicole isn't as tight-lipped with 
Shay as she probably should be. Right. Um, and so they were getting details from her. And basically she was always wearing a mouthpiece to bring Shay was to bring information back to Jamie and for mm-hmm. you know yeah, their investigation. Investigation. Yeah, this right. is right. Like so basically, word, yeah. basically Shay and Jamie are trying to like craft this case themselves and they're doing it through the podcast essentially. And yeah, because they um, have to because they feel like no one is supporting them. No one else is trying to find the answers. Like, and it all just feels very weird. It does feel weird. And they can't, they don't know who to trust and who they can go to. Because mm-hmm. obviously they kind of found out that the police station seemed a little corrupt because of the main chief there. His name is Chief Dorsey, I think. And mm-hmm. um, they already knew that he was useless because he hadn't helped them in the past so why would he help them now and so um yeah they went to this underground cult and basically shay shay's putting herself through hell basically all over again just to figure out what's going on with laura like she's going through the pain she literally got herself branded which Mm -hmm. oh that was something okay so when laurel was committed suicide i guess the way that they um showed her they they didn't show a lot of details on her body or anything because um i don't know it was all very secretive obviously and so that's another reason why they were like that's a little sus like you you would be able to see the pictures of her body and everything yeah and that's right they they mentioned that she had like little cuts all over her body yeah, because Clem, when their friend, other friend committed suicide, she had carved into her arm, like, I'm sorry, because mm-hmm. she did actually commit suicide. And it was just because she was kind of over, they had gone through so much in college with this call originally with Don. Yeah. And so, um, anyway. She just was not able to come back from that. Right. She essentially escaped it herself she was the one who was like we're getting out of here and Mm -hmm. so they did eventually escape the cult and that's when they were kind of like we're never going to talk about this again and anyway so shay has gone through so much just to keep up with her investigation essentially like she got her body branded with the tattoo of this cult she Mm -hmm. has you know, snuck into all these places that she could very well get in a lot of trouble for doing, but also she has seen firsthand what they do to people who basically, like, break the rules or don't do what they're supposed to. Like, she literally watched people get tortured Mm -hmm. naked. They're all naked always. And (laughs) so they're literally, she's watching people get, you know, whipped with a belt so many times that their body is just covered in blood and everything so she's seen the pain but she also remembers all of that happening back in her college days and so basically she's not telling the way that she's telling jamie her story is she's like okay let me rewind and tell you what happened and then that's when they basically um talk through podcast transcripts so you actually get a good amount of podcast elements in the book. That's definitely a player. Some books I feel like that say it's a true crime podcast element in it. I feel like they just try and like throw a little bit of it into it because so many people podcasts are huge. And so that's like a selling point, but this Mm -hmm. book really had the podcast elements in it. 
And what, yeah. how did you feel about them? I love them. I feel like it kind of broke up the story a little bit, but also gave you the history, like the backstory that you needed to understand like everything she's been through and like where she's at now. Like, I feel like it was so well done. It was I like, think so too. Really As beautifully think, put together. Yeah. I think that it kind of broke up the story. Like it would have been hard to read all of that just in like big blocks of text. So with them mm-hmm. two being able to go back and forth, it felt like an actual conversation and it made it almost like easier to digest. Yeah. And so, I think so too. Even though both timelines were very heavy and very yeah. dark, like it was still, it helped you process everything that was happening a little right. bit better too. Yeah. Because Shay also not only had a complicated um, college years with Don and everything that happened, but she also had a complicated relationship with her parents, too. And so Mm -hmm. you kind of learn about her childhood through these podcast sessions, too, um, that she does with Jamie, which was interesting. Because, like I said, Jamie knew her from, like, childhood. They've known each other their whole life. And so Mm -hmm. she was kind of telling Jamie how things, like, actually were. And he knew, like, bits and pieces, but... He maybe didn't know the whole story. And so she was kind of breaking it down even further. And it was, I thought the podcast, if the book didn't have that, I think I wouldn't have liked the book as much. I agree. I feel like it was a necessary element. Yeah. So where did we leave off with our timeline? I feel like we should like speed up a little bit so that we can get to like the spoilers. (laughs) This book was just so good. I just love to like go back over it again like I really want to reread it I know I've been and wanting I'm to not like a reader <laughs> not at all um okay so, so she's in the midst of the cult like trying to get the information about things and then like should we just kind of get into the spoilers now yeah or we can so if we I guess if we fast forward a little bit Shay got into the place where um or where do we want to go from here i'm trying to figure out how far do you want to fast forward (laughs) um oh actually we should mention cal let's just finish off cal real quick okay so i think i think cal her husband was such an important part of the story even though he wasn't in it much because i think shay was realizing that although she had left this cult back in college she she was still kind of going through similar things in her marriage without even realizing it. He was very controlling. Mm-hmm. And Thank you for she had that. she hadn't um I don't think she had she had seen it that way until she was reliving all these memories. Mm-hmm. And so eventually I Cal they had like stopped talking for a little bit. She was hard to communicate with because she was going through all this. And eventually Cal mm-hmm. was like, I'm gonna cut off my money because she was using his money to basically further their investigation too like she yeah, had to pay for stuff and, mm-hmm. yeah for travel and to get into and the then, potter society she had to pay like thousands of dollars so this is a spoiler but do you remember when she found that private detective and realized that's that cal had to. hired him Yo, that's what i was gonna I was get to i was like whoa that's yeah wild. that's exactly what i was getting to with cal yes. so um then she realized they had kind of realized because 
he cut her money off. So Shay was like, I need somewhere to stay. So she ended up staying with Jamie and they had like saw someone like peeping the window or whatever. And she then realized that Cal had hired a private investigator because he like wanted to know what was going on. He didn't yeah, want she wasn't talk to him. Like she wasn't answering his calls. She wouldn't like text him back. Right. Cause she was over him at that point. But mm-hmm. he liked having, you know, his housewife. He didn't want to end things. He didn't want things to end with her at all. Yeah, he was still trying to convince her to just come home. Yeah, exactly. So he had hired a private investigator to see what was going on. And through that, he, like, realized she had, like, cheated on him. They weren't really talking or anything. Um, and she was, like, she literally, like, broke up with him, like, over the phone. She was, like, this is it, sis. And so... Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty much the end of Cal's storyline, like, right there. She broke up with him on the phone, and that was that. But, yeah, I did want to say, I did want to mention that I think that he was an important part of the story because it helped her realize that she hadn't escaped as much as maybe she thought she had. Yeah, Um, and I feel like that's such an important part, too, because anyone that has experience with that being in a really... Um, scary relationship like that or like in a cult or something just so traumatic like that like you don't realize that like you still kind of look for those same patterns in other people even though they're like a little bit less scary you think like oh this is so much better but it's all just connected like it's still the same thing just like a wolf in sheep's clothing type situation yeah exactly like she thought that no one could be as bad as Don, which maybe mm-hmm. that's true. But Cal was, you know, it just, just a that, different. I think like he was just a different kind of beast, basically, mm-hmm. so controlling mm-hmm. and manipulative. So um, I love that he was in there. I feel like that that point was like really well stated. Yeah, I'll bring him. I am going to bring him up one more at the end because I wanted to talk about, um, you know, after we get to the twist. I, I want to mm-hmm. mention one more thing, which I mentioned to you when we were talking after we fi- both finished it. But let's get to let's get to the spoilers because we can recount everything that happened. But basically, Shay ends up at what was it? The party? She knew that she was going to see, be able to see Don at this party. No, that's not what happened first. That's not what happened first. She got to the hilltop right Mm -hmm. didn't before that didn't they figure out that like some of the people in the community were in this cult like yeah okay so i guess we're not getting into spoilers okay so basically (laughs) she she had started figuring out or her and jamie had started figuring out different people who were the potters one of them was the chief Mm-hmm. Um, who they had been dealing with so they were right that he was corrupt but another one was what like the fancy church owner basically any yeah. any man who essentially had was in a power, power. position was yep. a potter the uh president of the college they went to was yes. the um the chief was wasn't the like governor of the town or something was too like just anybody uh-huh. who was in a power yeah. position was a potter. They had yep. been figuring, so she had been realizing who basically she couldn't trust. 
and they were like in the woods or something and she got caught by the chief right the chief Mm -hmm. like recognized her and was like you're just doing undercover reporting so he basically brought her to the hilltop to be reprimanded by yeah yeah. and so by the philosopher by the philosopher which she had a hunch was Don. Um, and so she got there, and who comes out of the blue? Oh, I know. Yeah, I answer know. it. <laughs> no, not Rachel. Not Rachel? No. Laurel. Of- yes, Laurel. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So Laurel's alive. <laughs> I will say, I kind of predicted a lot of this book, but that didn't take away from my enjoyment. So... Mm-hmm. Laurel is alive. Laurel is alive and well. And Shay is like, what the fuck? Basically. Uh-huh. But that was a shock to me. I didn't know she was still alive. So that was the first twist, but there's more twists to come. Oh, so I basically. The gun on that, huh? <laughs> so basically, Laurel is recounting everything that <laughs> happened and how she ended up here, essentially. Mm-hmm. And you find out that Laurel was actually just as much a mastermind behind all of this, um, yep. just as much as Don was. Like, she's yep. the one who actually created the um, society, the right? Society, yeah. Yeah. She's the one that planned the parties, like, with the masks. And she's. And like... she tells you, like, how she got there. Like, she was looking for a job. So step one was getting the job and then she was still, she was basically, you find out that she was on the hunt for Dom the entire time. She Mm -hmm. liked the pain. She liked the life that he was showing her he could give her. And so after college, when they were both like, we're going to move past this and like not talk about it anymore. Laura was like, F that. I want Dom back. And she's like, LOL, JK. She loved him that much. And Mm -hmm. so obviously they didn't say touch after college. So she didn't know any of this. So Laurel's ultimate goal was to get back with Don and figure out where he went. So you, she kind of recounts her mission to do that, which does, she does stumble upon Don again through Rachel. And Mm -hmm. Rachel is someone who ends up being in Laurel's way essentially, because for a while, Rachel was Don's like, right hand but laurel's like no that's not good enough for me i want to be you know his one and only lover essentially his wife she called it mm-hmm. so laurel's alive we figure all that and she actually tells shay a lot she basically uncovers everything and don is like about to come in to punish whoever was there he obviously didn't know that shay was there and laurel mm-hmm. helps shay escape right mm-hmm. and so which i kind of liked that that she was like okay i'm gonna i'll help get you out of here and then so shay brings all this information back to jamie and basically they find out that there's going to be this like party with like all of the important people are at it and obviously she knows that she, laurel is probably going to be there too because mm-hmm. she knows that donna is going to be there Basically, all of the, like, important people with all the stacks of money are all going to be at this party. It's, like, the initiation or something. Yeah. And so she's, like, I'm going to go to this party, and I'm going to convince Laurel to come away with me. Do you actually think that Laurel would have? I was hoping so. Right. But 
I knew I knew she wouldn't. I didn't think she would either. Yeah. So but she does. Like you just want them to, like, you know? Right. You feel so attached. Like, even though, I think what I felt was, like, Shay's love for Laurel. Like, how mm-hmm. much she cared for her. So that's why I'm like, yes, please go with her. But Right. I think that, so they get to the party, and Shay doesn't run into Laurel first. She actually, oh, wait, let's talk about Rachel one more time. Let's finish off Rachel. So yes. Laurel okay. tells her all of the stuff that's happening, and you find out through Laurel that she killed Rachel. Mm-hmm. And basically at the hilltop is this garden of all of the bodies that they, that have been killed basically under, like, the Potter Society name. Right. So, like, uh-huh. Clem was buried in this garden of bodies, yeah. too, at the hilltop. And so that was another twist that Laurel had actually killed Rachel. And... Um, yeah, that was a fun twist. It was a fun twist. And <laughs> it's just so crazy. Like I said, she just said so much. And mm-hmm. um, so we'll go back to the party. She goes there, like I said, wanting to retrieve Laurel. But they had this big plan, her and Jamie. Jamie was going to basically like blast the story online. And so Don was going to have no time to like escape basically right and was going to be taken down or whatever because jamie's podcast is very popular and so they have enough listeners that it would have been easy to basically capture him and that was their plan but they had to like wait for the right timing to do this and everything so jamie also went to the party because he actually got in because they played it off like he was like credentials like he was press yeah so they both got into the event and shay doesn't stumble across Laurel first. She actually stumbles across Don and he knew right away who she was. He remembered mm-hmm. her and he, he was, was like could, trying to convince her. her still. Yep. He yeah. was trying to convince her to basically rejoin the life that she once had and everything and all of that. And what happens next? That is a great question. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) They basically have a showdown. (laughs) That's right. Oh my god. Like out in the garden, right? Yeah. So basically um, Shay like refuses him essentially and he's like you know, no, like this is what you want and everything. And You can't tell him no. Exactly. And so they have like a full on showdown and Laurel then comes in and she and Shay is like, Laurel, you need to come with me. Like, you you know what he's done. You've seen what he's done. Look what he's doing to me now. Like, you can escape this. You can leave this and everything. And Laurel is still so hesitant. But because Don has so much power over Rachel, he tells her to basically... Over Laurel? Over Laurel. He has so much power over her still. And she would do anything for him still. Mm-hmm. And basically, he was like, don't listen to Shay. Just like, um, what did he say before the knife? He said something before that. I can't exactly remember. You're but ultimately, me hard questions. <laughs> but ultimately, he tells Laurel to basically, like, hold a knife to her throat. Yeah, he's, like, trying to persuade her to get her in that precarious position. Right. So basically, like, don't listen to Shay. Listen to me. Hold a knife mm-hmm. to your throat. 
Um, and Shay is kind of like freaking out because Laurel she, doesn't, and she just still realizes how much power he has over Laurel and everything. And uh, I hated this part so much. It was so sad. He basically told Laurel to kill herself, and she does. Mm-hmm. And I hated it so much. Yeah, that was for me, that was the roughest part of the whole book. It was so sad. This book had so much emotion in it. Like, it had yeah. all of the emotions in it. And yeah. I just hated that so much. And um, basically, Jamie had released the article and, like, the FBI had come to the mansion that the party was at. And so they had come and Laurel, or not Laurel, Oh, okay, yeah. So Laurel had killed herself, and Shay Mm -hmm. was basically. um, That, like, set her off, I feel like. Yeah. That was when she was like, I'm reclaiming my power, like, once and for all. Yeah. She had Don, like, done for. Like, the FBI was there. They were going to take him. And And Jamie was telling her, like, they're here. Like, you don't have to do anything. Like, yeah. Just let him get justice. I like I do like the way that it ended though because like Mm -hmm. she said in the book like she literally said I'm free like yeah so essentially Shay even though she even though she could have gotten away and she could have been free of him in a sense that way she had what was it a sword over Don's body Mm -hmm. he was down and out for the count basically but she still decided to basically behead him and she did it in front of the fbi and so she was taken in handcuffs don died but literally all she could say was like i'm free she never felt so much power after or before doing that and so she basically reclaimed her power she got her Mm -hmm. power back from the person who had taken it all away all of her whole life essentially Mm -hmm. and so i just like loved that so much but um yeah Shay gets taken away in handcuffs yeah and what I hope happens is that she just you know like at her trial they'll be like okay you're good to go but right like it's just it was interesting how everything was so connected how many of the men in power were like in this cult like just how deep-seated and deep-rooted it was into their community. This cult had so much, like I said, it was so calculated. Every mm-hmm. detail was so, um, you know, to the T. Like, everyone who was involved with it and everything that was going on was so mapped out and so private that it was working. They had all of the powerful people on their side so they could get away with it for so long. It was just mm-hmm. insane. Um, and I just loved this book so much. Me too. It was so well written. I feel like, it. like I was telling you earlier, like I know it's a fiction book, but it felt so real. Yeah. Like I, I know people have experienced that situation. Like not the murder part, maybe. <laughs> But, like, everything else, like, it was just so well-researched, so so well-written. Like, it felt very real. Right. 
So let's finish. Let's wrap this up and talk about the ending. I had a couple more questions. Like I said, I was going to revisit um, earlier in the episode. What okay. character stood out to you the most? Because um, I have one for me. Yes. I found Dawn to be very fascinating, uh, the cult leader. Like, mm-hmm. I think he was so well written and he just like I think he is what felt so real about it because that's just like they cult leaders are so like that like Mm -hmm. he didn't feel embellished at all but and I'm like I feel like that's weird to be like yeah the cult leader that was my favorite character but I just feel like he He was was so so compelling yeah I think it was weird um, I would say mine was Nicole, which was who, like I said, she was kind of the golden ticket for Shay to keep yes. finding out more information. Mm-hmm. I just think that she was so self-aware and she knew what was happening and chose to stick with it because mm-hmm. something that she said was that her normal life wasn't any better um, than the life she was having with the Potters. She became so comfortable and was working towards something within the Potter society. Like she was trying to make it to the hilltop. Like she was doing, she didn't see a life that was any better outside of this. So she mm-hmm. wanted to stick with this, which I thought was so interesting because she knew that it was crazy what she was doing. But yeah, it was just something that was keeping her life moving in a way that she was before like a means to an end for her yeah yeah so so i find that interesting she was like manipulating the cult yeah like so that is a really cool yeah uh twist yeah i just liked her so much Mm -hmm. um and then back to the ending so like we said shay was taken away in handcuffs she's technically awaiting trial and Mm -hmm. it ends with her but hopping back onto Jamie's podcast because he's basically like um, kind of ending this and saying like what all happened like how Shay mm-hmm. got taken away and everything like that I bringing Cal back which I said I wanted to do as much as I don't like Cal and don't need him anymore in this book part of me just being dumb and nosy I would have wanted to <laughs> know I'm curious what um his reaction to what was actually happening would have been. Yeah, yeah, I wanted that too. Like, not the, that I. Most on me is just like very curious. Yeah, exactly. I'm just like, what would your reaction have been? Because mm-hmm. it was clearly not what you were thinking at all. So I don't know. That's just me, like wanting answers yeah. to literally everything, even though he didn't deserve them. But um, maybe she'll write us a little epilogue. Yeah, right? Like another one. <laughs> I know. I'll have to just DM her and be like, where did yes. you see Cal going? Yeah. Um, oh, I would love to know if she answers you. Also, another thing I want to talk about is where do you think the future for Jamie and Shay is? Because there was, yeah. we didn't really talk about that. There was right. romance brewing after Mm -hmm. you know after a while when she was kind of realizing that cal was scum she was growing more and more attached to jamie obviously 
everything they were doing was very um, dark and scary and everything. So they really were leaning on each other in like a crazy time. And obviously they were just growing closer and closer. And the stories that they were reliving through um, Jamie or through Shay telling him about in the podcast, like he's loved her her whole life and she Mm -hmm. didn't ever realize that. And so where do you think the future for the two of them is? Because you don't really, she, Ashley doesn't tell you like they're together Mm -hmm. and everything. She kind of leaves it a little bit of a mystery, which I kind of like. And honestly, this is a relationship between the two of them. I think is one of the more, one of my favorite romantic relationships I've ever read in a book for being a thriller. I just think like, just seeing you really see them like together in like the scariest hardest times and like just seeing how much closer and closer they get throughout the book it was amazing and I just love Jamie so much (laughs) I loved it yeah I feel like he was the most supportive he could have easily like, overstepped boundaries and he didn't. Mm-hmm, he always mm-hmm. made sure to like be respectful towards Shay and she was telling him all of these um you know recounting her life and she's been through a lot and hard times and he was just mm-hmm. so respectful and um supportive through the whole yep. thing and I just he was such a breath of fresh air I guess you could say I yeah I agree I'm so glad that their relationship was um I feel like the most positive part across yeah. this book and it was really nice to see that and I hope things keep going in that direction I feel like Shay deserves stability and she deserves that respect that he gives her and like he deserves that too like I think they're really good for each other I would love to see like um how she is there for him when he's going through it yeah Um, I agree I I think like he is like um modeling that for her Mm because I don't know if she really knows how to be supportive like that because of everything that she's been through Mm -hmm. but I think like they could do anything together. They can take down a cult. Like <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's just so crazy how mm-hmm. what all they went to went through, I, I mean. Um, but yeah, I hope good things for their future. I also hope that she literally gets off trial. Um Me too. But I feel like what well, they got so they have so much evidence. Like I don't yeah. I don't see her like going to prison, but I mean maybe she does maybe she takes down another cult in prison in the next book (laughs) exactly (laughs) did you read her other book in my dreams i hold a knife you didn't right no you should read it it was also also good well yeah that's where i was gonna go to next would you read more from ashley winstead i will read everything (laughs) from her she is now one of my favorite authors um i'm really looking forward to her next book that comes out and the cover of this book, The Last Housewife, it is so beautiful. It is. Like, I, I love the contrast. It's, like, dark in the back, but, like, has some light, like, oh, so good. It is. The I agree. Are fire. So good. I agree. Well, if you... Would you read her next book? 
Oh, definitely. I'll go yes. back and read in my dreams. I hold the knife. <laughs> Not right cool. away. I'm going to take a take a shift to something else. But um, yeah. yeah, I'm definitely interested in reading more from her in the future. But if you're listening, let us know your thoughts on the book and what you rated. Because I would definitely be interested to know. And also... Um, just I would I'll talk about this book any chance I get honestly it just I just loved it that so much there's still so much to say <laughs> I know we didn't get to everything but we'd be here for like five hours if we really wanted to so <laughs> that's what we've got but mm-hmm. thank you Kelly for joining the podcast yeah thanks for inviting me this is so fun to chat with you about Uh, our favorite book now yeah exactly (laughs) we'll have to do this again we'll have to pick another book and hopefully it's another one that you can talk a lot about (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) but anyway thank you for listening don't forget to rate and review the podcast and we'll see you and check out the instagram we'll have that link down below and we'll uh, see you in the next episode goodbye bye